Travis Wingfield. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. You are Locked On Dolphin, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami! What's up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Thursday, January the 18th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, presented by mybookie.ag. And I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, coaching connections. The Dolphins are making some sweeping changes across the coaching staff. So what do all these new hires mean and what could it mean for possible free agency connections? Also, I preview the conference title games and I land another big guest for the podcast next week. We will announce that at the very end. But first, I have to remind you guys, as always, to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You guys know the drill. Those ratings, those reviews, those are how podcasters are judged. It helps the podcast get higher ratings on the iTunes chart, helps me get out to more Dolphins, helps the show continue to grow, helps us to keep on doing this. We really, really appreciate that feedback, guys, on Twitter, whatever it is, through the podcast. We really, really appreciate those follows as well as those reviews and ratings. And speaking of Twitter, you can follow me there at Wingfield NFL. You can follow the show at LockedOnFins. And of course, check out LockedOnDolphins.com for all your daily written Dolphins content needs. We have tons of stuff going up there every single day. Kadeem Simmons posting some good stuff this week. He has some good draft nuggets as well as some other just Dolphins-oriented nuggets on the website there. So check that out. And of course, the other LockedOn Sports family of podcasts, including the LockedOn Heat podcast and LockedOn NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your guys' favorite team. So let's go ahead and dive right into the first topic here and talk about some of the coaching changes. I teased it a little bit on yesterday's show. Didn't really get too much into these guys and what there is about them. I mean, they made a couple of moves after I recorded the podcast, so I couldn't really get to it then. So we'll talk about it now. And I will do more work on these guys as time goes by. I mean, I have a long spring and summer and I guess the end of winter to get you guys updated on all the stuff the Dolphins are doing with these coaches and kind of what their pedigrees and their backgrounds are, you know, from the new defensive line coach from Detroit, the new running game coordinator from Denver. These guys have extensive backgrounds and histories in the NFL. So I have plenty of tape I can go look at and kind of give you guys an idea of what they meant to their previous teams. Let's just go down the list here and talk about these coaches, talk about their jobs, talk about their connection to gays and a possible free agent that could come with them from previous stops. So starting first with Dow Loggins, he's been here for a while now, a few weeks. He's the offensive coordinator. He's going to be working alongside Adam Gaze. And it sounds like Clyde Christensen, who has been kept on as an unnamed offensive role is what I saw listed on their website. There must've been some kind of disconnect between Gaze and Christensen in terms of what they, what he wanted from him, because there wasn't a lot of communication there. It sounds like it sounds like Gaze didn't really like the way the game plans were presented from his standpoint, the, the input that he provided in that standpoint. So Dow Loggins just had to have a better working relationship with Adam Gaze. And one of the types of guys that can understand what Gaze, I mean, it's almost like a marriage when you, when you think about it that way. And it's the same way with a quarterback and a head coach, you kind of have to be able to know what the other one's thinking before they're thinking it, because it's so important that they work in harmony and in unison that you have to have someone you're very close with. So Dow Loggins, you know, say what you want about him. He's close to Adam Gaze. That's that enough right there is enough for me to give him a shot and a chance to become a good coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. And speaking of connections, we had Ian Wharton on the podcast a few weeks ago talking about potential free agents the Dolphins could sign and just kind of what they would do in this offense. Well, everybody wants the offensive line to get beefed up. And speaking of dialogues and a connection there, a player that the Chicago Bears might end up cutting this upcoming offseason is Josh Sitton, the former guard of the Packers who goes over to Chicago, big money contract. Now he might come at a cheaper price 
Not quite the same player, but still a very good player. Could be a cap casualty in Chicago as they look to rebuild and reshape that roster. Who better than Dow Loggins and Adam Gaze, who both worked with him in the past to go ahead and bring him over. Actually, check that. Adam Gaze did not work with him, but Dow Loggins did. So Josh Sitton, left guard. Ian Wharton mentioned Dow Loggins. Makes a lot of sense. Moving on to the next guy, and this is my favorite one. He'll be the running backs coach as well as the run game coordinator, which is something the Dolphins really missed last year. We saw Jay Ajayi constantly getting hit in the backfield. Not a whole lot of creativity in the running game and the scheme and the plan there. A big part of that has to do with Chris Forster, who is the run game coordinator, but also a major Coke addict. So, you know, you kind of can't really do both. Uh, so they lost out on him there. But they bring over Eric Studdisville. I think it's Studdisville. I, I don't want to say Studsville is what it looks like, but his name is spelled S-T-U-D-E-S-V-I-L-L, Eric Studdisville. That's what I'm going with for now until I hear it pronounced. If you want to f- correct me on Twitter, please go ahead and do that, at Wingfield NFL. But he's going to come over. He's going to coordinate the running game. He's going to be the running backs coach. And he has cycled through a lot of guys in Denver that have had mixed results. Let's be honest. I mean, Devontae Booker has not really lived up to expectations over there in Denver. CJ Anderson, a player that was linked to Miami a couple of years ago when he was a restricted free agent and sound like the Dolphins are going to have a deal in place with him. He has been in Denver ever since the Broncos matched that offer and took the Dolphins basically down to the 12th or the 11th hour there and, and stole him away from him. But that's a guy that could possibly be a cut in Denver. Another team is going to have to do a rebuild, another new coaching or not a new coaching staff, but sounds like they're going to do some, some major overhauling there in the front office in terms of cutting out players. So if Anderson's a cap casualty, I see no reason to think that Gaze will not attack him aggressively in free agency and pair him alongside with Kenyon Drake, which would be a really, really good mix in terms of a little bit of speed and power. And then also the ability to go ahead and catch the passes out of the backfield, pass protect. Both those guys can do everything pretty well. And that would be a nice tandem to have. Gaze worked with Stutusville in Denver, obviously when he was a offensive coordinator as well as quarterbacks coach in Denver. He has been with Denver since 2010, so his first move out of Denver for quite some time. Moving on to the offensive line, Jeremiah Washburn. He was an assistant with Miami for a little bit, or I should say a assistant offensive line coach. His father, Jim Washburn, one of the most well-known offensive line coaches in the history of the league. So he'll be the official offensive line coach now, Jeremiah Washburn. His connection with Miami is from Miami, so no nothing to get into there. And on the defensive line, the one that I think at least the one that I saw on Twitter that blew up and got everyone all excited was the defensive line coach from the Detroit Lions. Another name I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce because I do not know how to do this and it's not available on any website, but Chris Kusarek, I'm going to guess is what, how you pronounce it from Detroit defensive line coach. He actually worked with Jim Schwartz in the wide nine. He worked with Ndamukong Sue in the past. He was another one of those guys just like Stelisville that has been there since 2009 so he had a long time running with the Detroit Lions finally makes a move a lateral move and if you looked on Twitter there was a bunch of tweets talking about how the Detroit Lions would be not devastated because that's not the word you want to use but they would they would this would be a big loss for them to lose the defensive line coach so he comes on over and joins the Dolphins coaching staff another big get for them and the work with Adamakan Sui did in the past moving him all over the formation on the outside inside stunting different kinds of things that's a good look obviously the scheme is here to stay with this move something that's pretty obvious there and his connection the player that I drew up with this one Kind of a stretch. I don't know that it'll happen, but Ziggy Ansah obviously played for him on that on that offensive line, or excuse me, on the defensive line. Having a tough time tonight getting these words out. But Ziggy Ansah, a potential free agent for the Miami Dolphins. They need pass rushers. I'm not sure if you'd have to sacrifice Cam Wake at his salary in order to get him. I don't know why I want to do that. 
Ansah is a heck of a player, a freak athlete, a great pass rusher, just gets banged up a lot. So if they can find him at a decent salary, that would be an awesome, awesome get for the Dolphins. and would definitely take a big chunk out of their needs in terms of going into the draft. We know Mike Tannenbaum is a big fan of doing that and really minimizing the number of needs that he has as he goes into the draft so that he has as much flexibility and ability to move around the draft board and take whoever he wants. So Dolphins will focus on that. But those are the new coaches. The defensive backs coach position is still open. No one has claimed that yet or been hired for that yet. So I'll keep you guys updated on that here on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. When we come back here on the show, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs, preview the Jags and Patriots game, as well as the Vikings and Eagles. Here on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, at Winfield NFL, at Lockdown Fans on Twitter. Back here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast presented by MyBookie.ag. And speaking of MyBookie, the NFL playoffs are coming to an end. We have just three games left, which for football fans and sports bettors alike is the worst time of year. But nonetheless, let's take advantage of those three games and use the number one rated online sports book, mybookie.ag. With your fantasy season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is betting at mybookie.ag, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. They offer odds on everything from live betting to an all-new prop builder where you create your own bet slips and bet however you want. Bet from your desktop, your tablet, or their world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere. MyBookie offers the fastest, no-hassle payouts when you win. And get this, join now. MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON when making your account at MyBookie. That's a 50% promo code Locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, so no more advertising. Let's talk about these AFC and NFC championship games. The Patriots hosting the Jaguars, which I'm sure we are all sick of seeing. 12 out of the last 17 AFC championship games have featured Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the freaking New England Patriots. The Jacksonville Jaguars giving hopes to fans of middling teams everywhere, and the fact that the Jaguars finish. 5-11, 5-11, 4-12, 3-13, boom, AFC Championship game. So you guys can imagine where my allegiance lies there in that game. I don't think that they're going to get a W out of it. I think it'll be a very tightly fought game. Speaking of mybookie.ag, I believe the Jaguars are getting nine points in that game. Just the way they harassed Roethlisberger, and I know that the, the Steelers had a lot of points in that game and they made a lot of plays, but how many of those plays in that game were so fluky to the point to where I just wouldn't bet on it to happen again. Like those fourth down plays where Antonio Brown is making these ridiculous catches stretched out from his body while he's being mugged by A.J. Boyer or, you know, the deep downfield pass to Martavis Bryant in the back of the end zone. Just a lot of ridiculous plays by some really, really good players. Coverage you can't do any better, and the Jaguars' defense was there. The Steelers' offense just happens to be really good too. So I think this Jaguars' defense can really put some pressure on Brady. They get pass rush from the exterior, from the interior. They can play that press man. The key in this game is going to be Rob Gronkowski and who takes him. I cannot wait to see Jalen Ramsey lab with him and bully him a little bit I mean as Dolphins fans what are we really hoping for here I mean I know we don't wish injury on anybody but if Tom Brady got like a knee injury that lasted the next season I wouldn't complain too much that's really my main focus in this game is maybe Brady goes out and retires I don't know that's the best hope we can have but as far as who wins this game I'm gonna take the Patriots to go ahead and get back to yet another Super Bowl I believe the eighth one since we've been doing this or since I've been a big fan of this team since Brady came into the league. I mean, just an unprecedented number. So I'm going to say the Patriots get the job done 20-17 to 17 in that game. 
taking out the Jaguars and moving on to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles will host the Minnesota Vikings, the Case Keenum Miracle, the one that cost me on the Saints plus four as the Vikings won by five in that game. I lost a bet on that, a couple hundred bucks down the drain because of a miracle play, because of Marcus Williams, because of Stephon Diggs. But I just don't really believe in Case Keenum. You guys have, if you follow me on Twitter, at Winkle NFL, you guys know that I'm a big Sam Bradford fan. I know that he's not healthy. I know he's always hurt, and that's a big problem with him, and I admit that. But when, he, when he's healthy, he's a much, much, much better player than Case Keenum, who, as even Mike Zimmer himself said, just seems to throw up some rainbows and gets lucky half the time. And that happened a few times in this game, including that drive for the game-winning field goal before, or I guess the one that would have been a game-winning field goal to Adam Thielen, and then the eventual game-winning touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, which I get, I make, that one makes sense because he had to take a chance and make a play there at the end of the game. But nonetheless, I don't think that Keenum, in the elements in Philly. I don't think that's a good recipe for success. However, Nick Foles on the other side of the football, not a good recipe for success either. I think that Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings defense led by Harrison Smith, obviously Everson Griffin up front, Eric Kendricks. These guys are just unrelenting and unreal. And you know, how could I not for, how could I not mention Xavier Rhodes, one of my favorite players in that draft class that year? He has been the best cornerback in the NFL this year. I think those guys are going to be too much for the Eagles to handle. And I'm going to say another good ball game, a couple of good games this weekend. I think the Vikings get the win to go on to the Super Bowl, and they're going to win this game 20 to 17. Why would I change it up? Let's keep it the same way. So the Vikings get a close win in Philadelphia at the link, and the Eagles fans are crushed again. The Vikings get to their first Super Bowl in a long, long time, and they'll have a Vikings Patriots Super Bowl. That's the prediction here at Locked On Dolphins. Patriots and Vikings will have that preview for you guys probably on Thursday show just before the Super Bowl. So that'll be something you guys can look forward to. We have some big stuff coming up next week in terms of the Shrine game happening on Saturday, the Senior Bowl the following Saturday. Mason Rudolph has been ruled out of that game. He's a guy that I know a lot of you guys are Dolphins fans out there. We're kind of interested in possible mid-round draft pick type of situation to maybe back up Ryan Tannehill, possibly be the heir to the throne if Tannehill is not back to the level we are used to seeing him play at. So a lot of good all-star games coming up, a lot of good scouting to get to, a lot of fun stuff. And we've got another big-time guest coming on the show to talk about the Shrine game. He is at the Shrine game practices right now. We'll talk about who Dolph- the Dolphins have visited with, uh, some of the guys that they're interested in, what they have looked like in practice, and some guys that could get drafted later on. So good times and big things ahead. Here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your host, Travis Wingfield, at Wingfield NFL. One late add to the show here, a late segment added to the back end of the show. I got a question on Twitter. One of my favorite question asks askers, Twitter mailbag participants. I don't know how to say that. It's late, guys. Give me a break here on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. But DJ Taylor at Ladon underscore James asks a question. I didn't even put out a mailbag request, and he comes at me with questions. So good stuff, DJ. Keep it coming. He asks about my favorite coach that the Dolphins just hired in terms of position coaches. How do you feel about ditching the zone blocking scheme? The O-line has made me cringe, cringe for a decade. I think that good coaches can adapt to what the personnel they have around them. Obviously, you want to find guys that fit your scheme because what you know best is how you operate best and what you believe works the best. But also, you have to be able to work with guys that you have in the building and the guys that you can put around whatever scheme you go with. So I think that Studsville, in in terms of if he is all we think he could be in the run game, as the run game coordinator, he will offer a lot of different variety, different looks, outside zone, inside zone, a gap blocking scheme. I mean, you know, I've talked a lot about how I wish this team was more of like a power running team with a good play action passing game and solid defense. That'd be a good, a good uh, blueprint for a team that plays in Miami in the heat and the South Florida heat. But 
you know, that's that's doesn't seem to be what they want to do in terms of the offensive line. They want more athletic guys. They want guys that can pass protect. I mean, Laramie Tunzel's a pass protection professional or, or, you know, supposed to be an all-star in that sense. Mike Pouncey was the same way. Jawan James is kind of the same way. So they built this offensive line that's more, you know, fleet of foot and more athletic. And so that's kind of why that outside zone scheme comes into play because they can get out on that front step and you watch that first step, they all take together and they make that big stride with good technique and get out there and, and get on the edge and open up a big hole. But as soon as Ajayi left, they started opening up more possibilities, a little bit more trap blocks, some counters, some toss sweeps, some inside zone. And Kenyon Drake was so good in that area and making different guys miss and making different types of plays work. So I think there's going to be a much, much more broad spectrum. I think Tannehill coming back offers you that. I think Gaze will look at this year and, and kind of expand what he did. He's very big on self-evaluation, so that really helps him out. And then obviously bringing in a very, very experienced running back coach and running game coordinator in Stettisville will really go a long way towards getting this running game back to respectability. All right, last thing for you guys on the show today, I just booked another guest for Sunday night slash Monday show. And speaking of the schedule on the show, that's what I'm going to be doing. Those Sunday podcasts, I'll probably release those on Sunday night just so they're out there so you guys can have them if you want them. But I know that everyone mostly listens to the show on Monday morning. So the schedule for the offseason, it looks like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday will be the shows we do. So speaking of Monday show or Sunday show, whatever you want to call it, I landed another guest. He is... Currently down at the Shrine Game, checking out all those prospects down in Florida. I am talking about Emery Hunt. He is at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, the CEO, founder, and analyst at Football Game Plan. I remember that guy from way back in the day on the Fin Heaven message boards where he was posting links to his site and he wasn't very well known at the time and he had a bunch of stuff and content that he was putting out video work interviews all kinds of really good stuff he's a former college running back he's a former coach color commentator speaker author really really cool guy really well-rounded guy and he's going to come on the podcast and talk about the shrine game and some of the guys that he's seen down there we're going to talk about guys the dolphins have talked to and visited with talk about players at positions of need so a very comprehensive late round draft pick type of episode talking to Emery Hunt at F ball game plan. So don't miss that on Sunday show. And that will be it for tonight's podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review. Check out the other locked on sports podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins and, of course, at Locked On NFL on Twitter as well as the Facebook page. And check out LockedOnDolphins.com. I will see you guys on Monday with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast presented by MyBookie.ag, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football.